Welcome to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Let's begin. All right, so today I'm with Akash Patel, uh, Tampa area owner of Elevate, founder of Elevate, um, you said since 2013? 12, yeah. 2012, okay, awesome. You're also involved a lot with chambers and you ran for office even. Um, You have a lot of experience in leadership and networking and that's really the biggest things I want to talk to you about today. I think a lot of people in business, number one, they struggle with networking um, because they struggle putting themselves out there and then I think that the second thing is they don't understand the value of good leadership, right? And so um, as far as your experience, your opinion, your thoughts, that's really what I'm going to talk about today. But before that, give us just like the 10,000 foot view, like your quick story, you know, I mean, like I said, you've done a lot, right? So why, why are, why are you into so many things? I guess is one of the questions that you could answer and then give us an idea of how you got started with Elevate, how you came up with the idea and what that journey has been like to now. And then we'll kind of dive into some more of the specific leadership and networking things. Well, thanks, Michael, for having me on your show. It's, uh, it's great to get to know you better. And, um, you know, for the folks that don't know my story, it's, it's a pretty interesting one. And in the fact that my dream job was to be a journalist. So I went to Florida State University, and then I got my dream job at 18 years old. I worked for the Tampa Bay Times. And I wrote, uh, I co-wrote nine stories that ran on the front cover of that paper by the time I was 19. Wow. So very rarely do people, you know, dream about a job and then have Right, it. and then do it. <laughs> but when I did it at such a young age, in a good way, I learned more about what I my passion was. Okay. And my passion was really talking to people and helping people. And so I moved to Tampa in 2006 and worked for a big PR firm because that's what people do that are, you know, that are, have the journalism background, yeah. but they like to talk to people. Right. But the big agency model of public relations back then in 2006, for me, um, I like interacting with people and going out in the community. And when you're starting at a new job, especially on the younger side, you, right. you kind of have to slow Gotta down. Got to earn your wings. Exactly. Be in the office a lot more. And so... For me, it was a great learning experience because I learned about the industry, and that's a great trade. Mm-hmm. And I learned skills that I implement every day. But I left that PR firm and went in-house to a real estate development firm. So then I got to be with a smaller team and more hands-on. Um, and then, of course, the recession hit in 2008. Right. So my uh, my family was involved in a hotel here. They're not, they're not anymore. So I went to work for a hotel. So now I went in-house to a hotel. So still the same kind of job. The only difference was we started a hotel when there was no travelers, kind of like we're right. right now. Yeah. So you have to do what we do now. We shifted and pivoted and think innovative and think creatively. Mm-hmm. For me, social media was a natural thing because I kind of grew up with it. So for the hospitality business, it wasn't so prevalent at that time. Of course. So we owned a Starbucks there. And we oh, also okay. owned a restaurant. All inside the hotel? All or the hotel. Or we the of Starbucks. We owned the restaurant. And so all those the big corporations like Starbucks and Starwood, they were coming up with social media guidelines because it was still new. Right. So I got to be there to implement it and leverage that for our sales team. Cool. And um, it was a great experience. We did well. Uh, in, t- in 2010, we were one of the top hotels in the Tampa area by U.S. News and World Report. So my buddy had a technology startup, and he said, why don't you come help me? And I said, sure, I don't mind. So I took kind of my knowledge of business development and marketing and social media into his company. Mm-hmm. And we did well there, and we sold it. And when we sold it, I realized I was 27, and, or, or sorry, 20, yeah, 27, and I realized, okay, this is the turning point. Some money, I've had some cool experiences, but now what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And right. so, you asked the question of why am I involved in Tampa? And right. what happened was, I made a lot of friends in this community that kind of encouraged me to stay here. And also, the old mayor, Mayor Buckhorn, kind of convinced me one time that 
you know, all these entrepreneurs are going to be in downtown. It's going to be a hip city. And I said, all right, well, I'll kind of help you navigate and promote the community. And so uh, in 2012, I basically Googled how to write a business plan. Wrote a business Love plan, that. Love that. Called a bunch of people, emailed a bunch of people, logos, color schemes. Yep. I just bootstrapped everything and I launched my, my um, company February 1st, 2012. And basically how I got the idea to answer your question is a bunch of my friends were like, hey, you know what? You did a good job here at this job and you know this kind of social media tools and you know how to write. Um, why don't you help me here, here, and here? And I said, well, I'm going to help everybody here at this table, but I'm going to charge everybody. And so that's how the business model came nice. about. And it's morphed into what, I, what is today. So we are a business consulting firm okay. that helps companies with three initiatives. Number one, um, just straight introductions, meeting people to people. You're, okay. you're, you're a trainer and you want to meet more customers, we'll introduce you. Got it. And we quantify that to 60 introductions per month. Okay. Number two is content, right? You have, When you write social media, you have to have a good content to get the following. Of and course. so we have a good content team behind us and we write the content for the customer. And we, have, awesome. we metrics that to 40 posts a month. And then number three is what you call the traditional public relations, right? Mm -hmm. So going on channel eight, going on channel 13, Got whatever it. your local news station is, right. uh, writing those press releases, we kind of place our clients on the local news, Got it. whether it's radio, TV, or, or print. Right. So I've been doing this for eight years, eight and a half years, awesome. and I love it because every day is different. Mm -hmm. um, generally, the companies we work with are going to be based in Hillsborough or Pinellas, and um, our model is, and our logo that you see is learn, connect, and grow. Right. So we generally do six-month contracts, two months of learn, two months of connect, two months of grow. Uh, okay. And the, the point of it is, is that it doesn't matter if you're a six employee company mm -hmm. or it doesn't matter if you're a 60,000 employee company. Mm -hmm. Our goal is that you learn so much about the community that you get involved, get engaged. And of course, once you do that business will come. Right. And so we have to practice what we preach. And that is why I serve on so many boards that I invest in so many organizations and our team is actually involved in a lot of organizations um, because I believe in the power of this community and it is a small town, so we've got right. to work together to make it stronger. So it's funny that you said it's a small town because I feel like it's bigger than where I came from in a sense of like there's a lot more small business here. Um, there might be more people, I guess, in Indianapolis, but there is, I feel like, a lot more businesses here because there's at least a lot more active businesses. Like I've met a lot of people like you who are just active in the community and you know trying to do their part to keep people connected and help each other out and all those things. Um, Going back to a quick part of your story, so you said you started your quote-unquote dream job when you were 18, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Was that straight out of high school? Is that, did you, had you done some college? Did you go to college? I went to Florida State, yeah. I was, oh, Florida State. Well, I was in college. Okay. I missed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that part. No. So yeah, I went to Florida State University, got two degrees, I did a semester in London. Okay. And, um, but that was the cool part. I mean, I got the job. Right. I started school on a Monday, I interviewed on a Tuesday, and I got the job on Friday. So you just so did my, it all together at yeah, the same my time. my course schedule was my workload. I mean, that's how I went based course schedule. Makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, so my degree was in political science and English literature, and the English portion I did in London. Okay, cool. How long were you there? Uh, six months. Sweet. Is that a cool experience? It Looks was like. good. I think that for me, like traveling the world at, at that time, of being course. a kid and traveling was cool. Yeah. I think I go back now. I travel a little differently. Yeah. If I'm allowed to travel again, but um, yeah. but I think for me, at 22 years old uh, or 21 years old, kind of living in a different country, mm -hmm. um, the only downside is it's so, it was so expensive because I think it was two pounds to the dollar <laughs> oh wow so it was yes. it was really expensive but you know it was a good experience yeah for sure so obviously all that leads us into what I really want to talk to you about today which is two two things networking and leadership mm -hmm. right um, you've had a lot of experience in both let's start with 
why is networking important for a new business owner coming up or someone who is maybe thinking about starting a, a maybe they're thinking about starting a business but they're like I don't even know where to start with the business in my opinion I think they should at least start networking at a minimum right. you would probably agree with that but why yes. is that important I just think it's it's everyone has had uh, failures in life okay and and you should learn from other people's failures and everyone's had successes and you learn from their successes so for instance uh, we have a client that just opened up a medi spa and they have um, they were purchasing um, whatever whatever they needed for purchasing. They, right. they were purchasing from a vendor that was charging them two hundred dollars. Well, we through our network introduced them to another vendor that charges the same product for thirty five dollars. Wow! So so just by telling us their problem, right, or not the problem, but what their situation was, right, we will build. We were able to save them money. Now, I. Uh, I think that you have to put yourself out there when you start a business. When mm-hmm. you put yourself out there, excuse me, you, no, you normally, at least in my experience and maybe yours as well, you normally uh, you normally don't look for positive feedback. You want the negative feedback. So, for instance, when I started my business plan and circulated to my friends, I was like, "Would you, would you hire me for this service, right. or do you think the service is worth is worth less, or what you know?" You know, give me right. some feedback. Absolutely. And so the, I think the people that give you the, the negative feedback do it with respect. They, they, they do it for the right reasons because they've seen or heard or put themselves in, in a consumer's shoes. Got it. And so for us, networking was important for us in the beginning because when I started, I had three customers. Right? Okay. Just friends, family, right. whatever. Second month, I lost one, so I had two customers. The third month, I had one customer and I couldn't pay rent. Okay. So April of 2012, I had one customer. So what did I have to do? I realized that, that I had to go talk to people and network and figure out right. what else do people want. And so someone had told me that, hey, look, when you go to a, ch- a, lunch, a chamber luncheon and you take me, I feel great because I know you know everyone in the room and I, you're my kind of networking buddy. If you add that to your services, I think I think you'll get more business. I said, okay. So in May of 2012, we added that where they, if they do longer term contracts, we'll physically take them to an event a week. Oh, wow. And so we'll pay, we'll pay for the ticket. That makes sense. And we got eight clients in May of 2012, and now we have 22. That's awesome. So, and we had as, as many as 28. Yeah. So, my, my point is, I think networking allows you to uh, first build relationships with people, and secondly, get honest advice that improves your not only self, but your business. Right. So, if, if somebody doesn't have somebody like you, right, um, to take them to an event and do a thing, what, what's your best piece of advice for just doing it like I mean, I mean I know a lot of times we as entrepreneurs who have had those experiences like well you just got to put yourself out there you just have to do it but what's something like that you could say that would encourage someone to actually take action and go to an event or make a connection or reach out and build a partnership quote unquote let's say set a goal for yourself so for me um, I might drive a colleague to an event we okay. might go together but I might say don't talk to him for the next two hours um, you know my goal is to meet five new people your goal is to meet ten people let's go just go meet people so kind of break the ice with people and just set a goal for yourself. Whatever right. your goal you feel comfortable with doing. I will tell you is that if you set your goal for 10 and you do five, it's okay. Right. right? But yeah, at least yeah. that's five new people, right? So now we're in a pandemic and you don't have events. So I tell people use LinkedIn. You know, Go on LinkedIn today. Add five people that will add you. Mm-hmm. Or message five people. Whatever. They might be in your network already. Just right. message them. Hey, how are you? Can we get on a call and chat? Right. Just build a relationship, basically. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, really, the truth is um, – um, Everyone is going through some uncertain times right now. Yes. And so everyone is reevaluating either how they do business or if they're in the right business or if they're in the right uh, uh, mindset of right. just what they're pitching. 
Um, and I would tell you that this is the best time to reconnect with your old customers because mm-hmm. they're your customers before, so right. they're not like you. And it's the best time to add add new customers because people are saying, you know what, I was going to budget for this, but I'm not I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't feel safe traveling with what's going on. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll invest in you. That makes sense. I, and I think too, so with the networking piece specifically, right? So once you get started and you start building that network, you start building those connections, you then start to see a pattern of, like you said, people want to meet you. People want to, because one, one thing that I've always learned or known about networking just in my experiences is everybody is looking for the same thing when you're networking, right? right? Everybody's looking for that additional relationship. Everybody's looking for maybe that additional connection. Everybody's looking for the same thing. So you might be that person, right? So if you don't put yourself out there, you might be actually withholding someone else's connection or someone else's opportunity. That's kind of the way that I look at it. No, I agree with you. No. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, talking about leadership, right? Um, at, at its core, what do you feel like leadership is, in your opinion? I think leadership is um, is a couple different things. Number one, it's it's setting the tone for uh, for an objective, okay. achieving a goal together with your team. Um, you know, for us at the, at the business, it's obvious, right? We wanted to make money. We wanted to deliver success for our customers. Right. In 2015, I became uh, oh sorry, in 2014, I became chairman of the Early Learning Coalition in Ellsworth County. That's I'm still right. the chairman today. The governor appointed me in 14, and the reappointed me in 18. Awesome. Um, and and what just just so we know, what yeah. exactly is that position like? What do they do? So great question. So Early Learning Coalition of Ellsworth County oversees basically the volunteer pre-kindergarten system, okay. our school readiness system. So if you have any ch- uh, children that are in the zero through four space, mm-hmm. we basically have a reimbursement or voucher system for those kids to go to, to uh, daycare for, for free. Okay. Um, but the coalition not only administers it, but we train the, tr- the providers. Okay. And cool. we, we, so we make sure that your know, kids are not only getting taken care of, but right. they're, they're trained properly. Right. So that was, there's a situation where I was delegated to be a leader. That was interesting because I didn't know much about the organization. Right. When you you know you earn an appointment, you get take the appointment. Kind of be pushed into it. <laughs> and so the the objective of the goal is back to business, right? Even though it's a not for profit agency that's funded by the legislature, it's what's our mission? So why are we here? Mm-hmm. What is our objective? What are we doing as a board? Right? And 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 are we achieving our goals? Okay. And so just as a leader, really, I just have to figure out what they were. Right. And then have to have everyone, de- you know, so there's committees and then there's, uh, there's, there's tours and there's, there's pre- you know, press around it and all that stuff. So I just had to delegate and also first get the input. Mm-hmm. And so we, we literally rebranded. We got rid of the, the CEO that wasn't uh, performing to their best ability. We, we, we put on some new board members. I mean, it literally sometimes in, and so if you think about it, Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's not fun, right? Because you're you know people have relationships and people have been there a long time. But as a leader, you have to make the tough decisions, right? And so that was my first experience, and I was 30 years old, and mm-hmm. I was and I was like, it's a public board, so people are watching you, and so that was interesting. That was my first leadership experience uh, besides my business, of course, in uh, in Tampa. And then my second one was a year later, 2015. I went to Florida State, but I I was on this board at University of Tampa. It's called the University Team Board of Counselors. It's basically an ambassador board of okay. business people that gives and supports the university. Got it. And I was elected chairman. So when you're elected chairman, you become a trustee of the university. So wow. in 2015, <laughs> I was a trustee of the university of a school that I didn't go to. Yeah. But back to leadership, like the organization had started 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. We were down to maybe 50 members, and 
president one time was like, maybe we don't need this organization, you know, because it's not like sustaining itself. And I said, no, we we have a mission, we have a vision, and we need to get to 100 members. And so my, my goal for that year was mm-hmm. I told the president of the university, I want to get to 100 members. We got to 102 members and we were able to raise $55,000 for student scholarships. That's awesome. So, but everyone in that group bought into that goal. And right. so that is the hardest part of the lead as a leader is to make everyone happy and it's really hard to do that, but you have to make sure that your goals are tangible. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the most recent experience for leadership is we're here at the Center Club where we are today. I just finished my term as chairman of the Center Club. Oh, awesome. And cool. and on the immediate pastor was like the best title. You don't just sit there and just, you know, now you just hang out. But my point is, is that, you know, seeing with the Center Club, I, our goals were to be more program, programmatic and add value to members. Mm-hmm. So there are some people that have been here for, this is a 35-year-old institution. Yeah. That, you know, they didn't know we had so, so many events going on. So right. is getting the word out and being, uh, my philosophy as a leader is, if you're, you know, you should always be, always be telling people what you're doing okay. when it's appropriate. Right. Because again, you're on this planet to give back and do something to, to better agree. the community. Right. So for us, if we're doing a, 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 an event for the center club where you're bringing guests, let's tell everybody to bring a guest. Yeah. Right? Let's not, you know, let's not be, um, what, what's the word, uh, divisive. Let's be inclusive. Right? Got it. Okay, cool. That's my leadership. Uh, no, I love that. So do you think that people are born leaders or do you think that they're built? Like, do you think that people can build themselves into a leader? Yeah, I think it comes from experience. I think okay. people have some adversity, mm-hmm. and how they, how they overcome adversity builds them as a leader. Uh, when I ran for office, you mentioned I ran for office. Yep. I lost, right? You okay. know, I lost by a lot. It wasn't close. Okay. I mean, there was no, I mean. I wasn't here at that yeah, time, so I don't. <laughs> but, but I mean, again, I mean, it, for me, I mean, it's an, just like you said earlier, it's an experience that I'm glad I, I did. Right. I'm glad I went through with it. And, and you also, as a leader, uh, you learn about yourself right. when, when something like that happens and, and everyone's had an experience where they've lost a customer or they've broken up with a relationship um, or, or, or something bad in business happens and we were talking to someone earlier like, right. but you you take away the best parts of it and that builds you to become a better person and a better leader yeah I love that so what do you think is like the um, like if you're looking for someone on your team right because I'm assuming you have other leaders on your team what's right. something that you look for in a leader like if you're going to put them in a position of leadership or in in, in the uh, position of like, hey, you're in charge of this project, what's something that you look for in people? I look for, uh, number one, creativity. Okay. Yeah. You know, if we're going to go ahead and tell a company CEO who's got a degree and is pretty smart mm-hmm. how they need to market themselves, then we need to be creative and think outside the box because yeah. they're hiring us for thinking outside the box. Uh, number two is obviously... I'm a goals and deadline person, so punctuality and just the effectiveness of presentation. Right. Um, because you know you don't want someone to to give you advice that's not presentable. Right. right. So, um, and uh, number three, I think would be more um, just um, just I always ask them why they would make a good fit. I want to know their answer. Okay. And I look for what what do they want to get out of this because. I mean, if it's just for a paycheck, there's a lot of ways to get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. If it's for a career that they want to do this, this, and this, then I, then I want to help them achieve that by giving them that opportunity. Makes sense. So if someone is like, you know, let's say that they're just starting out and they want to be a leader, they want to build a team, they haven't had a bunch of experiences yet or they haven't had a bunch of those hard lessons yet, what's something that they could do to start building their leadership muscle? Volunteer. Okay. I tell people that if you want to be uh, – 
in fact, it's so funny because during this pandemic, what you're seeing is a lot of organizations that are losing members, mm-hmm. but they're recruiting board members. A lot of organizations because mm. turnover and people have just you know given up. Or, right. But they so this is a time where people can shine. And my point is is that if you volunteer, it means you have to do something for the love of what you're doing. Right. Of course. Uh, and you take a you take some experience, and then you become a leader in that organization. That's powerful. Yeah. Because people around you will see people your passion, and people will then also see that you can handle pressure, you can handle relationships, and you can handle also deadlines. And so that ability to tell, and it could be in a religious organization, it could be at your, uh, you know, your food bank locally, and it could be at something you're powerful with. Uh, or have a powerful connection to like if your family had diabetes or lung cancer or whatever sure, it is yeah. there's no right or wrong organization it's just your experience in it mm-hmm. is what matters so so you're you're saying volunteer because that's the easiest thing to get into but at the end of the day you have to build the experiences right and, and you have to ask you can't let it come to you so if you're if you volunteer for your church group and you're, you want to be the leader of that group then you have to tell them hey in two years I want to be the leader of this group got it yeah, yeah that makes sense and, and if you don't put it out there it's not gonna I, I don't think it'll it might happen organically, but I just think you need to lay yeah. it out there because why, why, at the same time, why do you want to waste time, right? It's, right. it's like not worth wasting time if you don't want right. to later. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. I think people waste time for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fear true. being one of them, but, you know, like it, imposter syndrome being another one. Like, do I even fit this role? Can I do this? So what is, you know, st- sticking on this thought of leadership and so I'm new. I'm going to go volunteer. I'm going to start doing that. Is there any, like... In your mind, right, when you're looking for people on your team or you're looking at other organizations and you want to work with that organization because of that leader, are there any like, – do you do you ever ask, like, hey, do you, how much uh, years in leadership do you have? Or is it more like just the actions and the abilities of that person? I mean, is it – I ask them to tell me a, a situation where okay. they think they overcame adversity. Got it. And also okay. tell me a situation where they didn't. Overcome, I love that. You know? I, yeah, I think – there's resume builders out there. Yeah. You and I know them. Right. And I'm not looking for that. I mean, right. honestly, the people in public relations agencies today, majority of them have public relations degrees. Mm-hmm. At our agency, we have maybe one that has a public relations degree because we're looking for people that are, you know, like I said, they right. have different experiences that bring value to a team of that's one side and they got to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And so every one of our folks right now has a different career experience, but I'm glad. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we have networking, we have leadership. Do you think that both of those go hand in hand or do you think they're two separate things? No, I think so. I think, I think the, the most, for me at least, I mean the networkers that I, there's, there's people, there's quality versus quantity. Right? Okay. And I think the people that realize the quality of relationships are leaders. There are people that all you'll see at events and they know everybody and they just kind of you know, they try to get as many business cards as possible when mm-hmm. you used to be able to do that. And they try to tell you they have more LinkedIn followers. Spam, than you. spam, spam. And they just spam you. <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't think that's leadership. I right. just think they're doing it. And they, they are good networkers. Right. But I think they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, if you think about the business industry, right? Like, a, you know, a, someone like a realtor, right? That's a good business to be in, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to have numbers to literally let you know they exist. We, you know, uh, at the PR firm like ours, we need to know certain types of business owners, not every business owner. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on your profession. But my point is, is I think um, the way you can tell for networking and leadership is 
how are they offering to help you? Mm. If I meet someone and I'm letting you talk about yourself and I'm asking you the questions, right. then it's not just a two, it's not just a one way street. It's a two way street. Right. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I love that. So do you feel like that again, kind of a combined question in networking and leadership, if someone is going out there and just like passing out cards, passing out cards, passing out cards, and then spamming and doing that whole thing we just talked about, do you think that they're intentionally doing that or do you think they just don't know? Um, it just depends on the person, but I, I do think that at some point someone is going to tell them don't do this. Okay. Um, and it's really up to them as a leader if they're going to listen. Got it. You know, I mean, you, you have all, I, I have seen it um, when I was running for office and I was, I was emailing, I used, you know, I mean, it's my business, so it's my email list. Right. So I use a little bit of it to campaign saying I'm running for office. Of course. And I had a couple of people tell me, hey, listen, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't sign up for your newsletter for politics. I signed mm-hmm. up for business advice. And I said, thank you for your interest, you know, but, you know, it, I respect it and I'll remove you from my newsletter. But, I mean, I'm, you know, at least we're having this dialogue. Right. When yeah, you yeah. get those emails back that say nasty things, say, why are you, you know, it's a button, just unsubscribe. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think hard. there's ways to handle it. And I think this person that's, that's giving out those cards, you know, if you've told them once, that's a problem if they're doing it again. Got it. Um, at some point, that's they've had to get that place. Right. Of course. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. I just didn't know, like, because, um, like, I've seen beginners do that, and then same idea. Someone pulls them aside. It's like, hey, you know, this is a better way to go about this. So you said something very interesting, which I believe, but I want you to expand on it, and then uh, we'll kind of get this wrapped up in the next few minutes. You said, depending on how well they listen will show their leadership strength. So you think that leaders need to be good listeners. Absolutely. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, they need to be, they need to be under, like, they need to understand what your issues are mm-hmm. and how they can help you. And they need to um, ask the tough questions, right? Leaders ask the tough questions. So, right. you know, again, if you, you know, one of the things I ask you is, why did you move here? Right. <laughs> like, you know, whether you can move anywhere in the world, why here? And that question, by the way, I ask almost everybody I meet because how they tell the story is it tells their personality. Hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's amazing the amount of people that say they followed a, an extra relationship here and just because, you know, or whatever the, whatever the commonality right. is, but right. the bottom line is, is that it's part of their journey. They're mm-hmm. in the same city that I'm living in. Mm-hmm. Somehow we got connected. So let's talk about what's a commonality. Right. Um, a lot of times I ask the question, um, you know, where, what part of town do you live in? Right. Like I ask you, right. Cause, right. because also that sometimes, you know, uh, depends on where they might network or where they might go socialize. If, if you, you live in North Tampa and I live in South Tampa, but I grew up in North Tampa, so I know the mall there. We can right. talk about the mall. So I try to not talk business right away. I try mm-hmm. to find a commonality. So again, if it's a sports team and you live near, you know, the, the Buccaneers stadium, hey, how are the Buccaneers doing? You know, right. we're talking about Tom right. Brady, you know. So my whole thing in listening and learning is I try to relate that in their journey. So if, again, if you, you told me where you moved from, now I can relate that. I know why you moved here and okay, what's going on with you. Right. No, that's awesome. So Number one, I just want to say, this has been awesome. Um, Appreciate it. I mean, I, we agree on a lot of things. So it's, <laughs> it's really, that's really cool. But I also think that it's important, especially for people listening and watching online, to understand that this is a commonality in like the entrepreneurial space or people who want to be business owners, right? It's not something that um, – it's not really a choice in my mind. 
Like you either have to put yourself out there and network, you have to become a better leader, and you've got to do these things better each and every week, each and every month, each and every year, if you want to continue to grow in that, right? Um, and so just having you here and you're so direct and you're so sure in your answers, um, and to me that helps bring truth to them in the sense of like, you know, if I'm someone new watching, and if you weren't confident in your answers, they'd be like, oh, I'm not sure about that, right? <laughs> um, but you know, because you've had those experiences, yeah. right? And you've, you've done the things, you've all, I mean, you volunteer now. Um, and you know, that just, again, goes to show your level of leadership, so it's really cool. Um, is there anything else, as we wrap up today, and before I tell people where to find you if they, if they wanna get your help or your guidance, your direction, um, is there anything else that you would tell someone who's, again, just starting out, or maybe they're going through a really tough time, I mean, it's COVID, a lot of people are struggling right now, um, a lot of businesses are struggling. What is something that you would tell them right now if they were struggling and they were maybe thinking about giving up that would tie leadership and networking together and how it could help their business? I would say if you, if you don't ask, you don't get. So if you're on social media today mm-hmm. and you're having trouble financially or trouble uh, you know, getting work, I talked to someone today who, who worked for the same organization for 15 years that dissolved during this pandemic, right? And they don't know where to start. And so mm-hmm. there's other people in your shoes if you're listening out there today. So go on social media and ask, hey, I'm looking for a resume help. Anyone help me? And you'll watch how many people will help you. I'm looking for work temporarily, hourly wages. Anyone know any job opportunities? People will help you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to start a business. Can anyone help me file an LLC or file a bank account? Someone will help you. Someone, I'm looking for a loan to do like the EIDL loan or the PPP loan. Like mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't tell you how many people on social media oh, I've said, hey, can you help me? And I've introduced them to my banker because yeah. why not? Right. So my point in telling you this story is if you're out there and you're in a tough situation, which everyone is right now, mm-hmm. someone else is in your shoes. So put yourself out there. That's the first step. And let everyone know. I get it. It's some people are embarrassed. Right. Some people don't want to share their that personal vulnerability life. Vulnerability yeah. sucks sometimes. And on social media, you never know people are going to you know take it seriously or not. But at the end of the day, if they don't help you during your time on me, they shouldn't be on your network. Got it. That is my that's my philosophy. That makes sense. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Patel P A T E L Times. Okay. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook as well. Akash Patel. It's a public page. You can like it. Um, awesome. I'm also on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Akash Patel, founder of Elevate Inc. And then my hashtag, if you just want to find my hashtag out there, it's hashtag Tampa has swagger. Tampa has swagger. And that's I love that. our website, tampahaswagger.com. Okay, cool. And that's straight to Elevate? It is. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming today, or I guess us meeting today yeah, uh, to do this. This was awesome. Uh, again, another episode of Bald Business, The Naked Truth and Entrepreneurship. Bald.